could have kids pod Welcome to Kids Pod, a podcast where kids get to ask adults the questions they really want to know. Nothing is too rude to ask. You send in a question and our adults will give kids the answers they want to hear. Have you heard the story about a turtle that beat the hare in a race? Do you think it's true? Dr James Van Dyke is a senior lecturer at La Trobe University who specialises in studying turtles. And you might be surprised at the answer he has to that question. We are happy to welcome James today to KidsPod to tell us how long turtles live and to answer all your questions. KidsPod listeners, if you want to learn more about how you can help the environment, come along to the Aubrey Wodonga Sustainable Living Festival from Saturday the 6th of November to Sunday the 14th of November. There will be heaps of fun and family-friendly activities. Take a stroll through the whispers in the trees, a story walk in Aubrey Botanic Gardens, attend a sustainable gift wrapping shop in Lavington, Aubrey, Baron Duda or Fell Timber, or walk the Climate Watch Trail at the Aubrey Botanic Gardens. Plus, there are two more fantastic Kids Pod episodes we've produced as part of the festival. Find out more at aubreywodonga.gov.au/slf. See you there. Hi everybody, my name is Dr. James Van Dyke and I'm a senior lecturer in biomedical sciences at La Trobe University here in Wodonga. And one of the things that I do is I study turtle biology and turtle conservation. Uh, I'm really interested in trying to keep turtles alive because turtles are a group of animals that are really threatened by humans and the activities and the impacts that we've had on the environment. So a lot of my research goes to determine how to protect turtles and how to stop them from going extinct. Hi, my name is Josh and I'm 11 years old. How many species of turtles are there in Aubrey-Wodonga? Hi Josh, there are three species of turtles in the Aubrey-Wodonga area. There's the eastern longneck turtle, which is the one that you might see crossing roads most often and can be a little bit stinky. There's the broadshell turtle, which people don't see very much, but is the biggest of our turtles. They can be up to uh, about a half meter long in their shell. And then there's the Murray River shortneck turtle, which is the one that you'll see this time of year sometimes out basking on logs, if you look very closely. What is your favorite fact about turtles? My favorite fact about turtles is that they can live a really, really long time. We don't actually know how long the local turtles here in Aubrey-Wodonga can live, but some of them probably live up to 50 years or maybe even more than that. And they just will have seen and experienced so much over that long time and so many things will have changed. So uh, I kind of think of them like, you know, the old friends that are always there um, and have always been there. Have you ever had turtle soup? I have had turtle soup once uh, when I visited New Orleans back in 2006, I think it was. 
Uh, I didn't really like it very much. It was kind of, um, it kind of tasted like fish that had gone off a little bit. Uh, it just wasn't a very, uh, very good taste. Eww. Hi, my name is Ted and I'm eight years old. And my question is, what do you do with all the turtles? Hi, Ted. So what we do is we try to study them to see how they're being affected by changes in the environment. So we know, for example, that uh, foxes eat a lot of their turtle eggs. And so because foxes eat so many of their eggs, we don't see very many baby turtles coming into the river systems. So when we go out to survey turtle populations, they're almost all big old adults. We don't see very many small little baby turtles around. And that's a big problem because when the old adults start to die of old age and things, there's no young ones to replace them anymore. What are you interested about the turtles? I'm interested in all kinds of things about our turtles. Um, we know that they're declining and that they're in trouble. And so I'm really interested in trying to find ways to protect them and stop them from declining and potentially going extinct. Uh, but at the same time, we don't know very much about their basic biology. So we know that they can live a long time. We know some of what they eat. And we know that the females, for example, have a lay a clutch of eggs each year. Um, but we don't really know anything beyond that. So we don't know what they do in their day-to-day -day life most of the time. Uh, we don't know uh, how far they move. We don't know if they stay in one place their entire lives or if they move around the entire river system or do both maybe. Um, we don't know how they are affected by things like uh, dams or carp. Um, so all of these things are things that I'm interested in trying to figure out. Hi, my name is Rosie and I am five. My question is, why do turtles need to swim? Hi Rosie. So all of our turtles in Aubrey Wodonga live in the water, so they need to be able to swim. Um, if they came out on land, they need to be able to walk a little bit too. Uh, but you, if you look at their, their feet, they, they don't have big flippers like sea turtles, but their feet are all webbed. So um, they're kind of like duck's feet in a way. So that helps them to swim in the water. Um, but they're also strong enough that when they come out on land, if they're like uh, crossing over from one pond to the river or something like that, um, they need to be able to walk across the land too. Uh, but they're very good swimmers. They aren't as slow as people think. They can be really, really fast when they're swimming sometimes. Uh, I've sometimes gone out catching them uh, by snorkeling and it can be really, really hard to actually keep up with them. They're so fast. So the, the idea of a slow turtle is kind of a myth and it's kind of wrong. I'm Sophie and I'm nine. What sort of materials do you use to protect turtles? Hi Sophie. So the main thing that we're trying to protect turtles from is foxes. And it's not necessarily the adult turtles that we want to protect, but it's their nests. Uh, so one of the things that some people do is they will, when they see a turtle nest, they will allow the turtle to finish nesting and then they'll put a plastic or, or metal mesh over it. So that'll protect the nest from foxes. So foxes dig up their eggs and eat them. Uh, so we want to stop that. Uh, the other thing that anybody can do, uh, and you could do it with your parents' permission or your parents might be able to help you, is we use a mobile phone app and a website called TurtleSat. And if you see a turtle or if you see a turtle nest, uh, even if the nest has been uh, dug up by a fox, you can report where the location is of that turtle or that turtle nest. And that helps us to develop new conservation strategies to protect those turtles.
Have you ever gotten bitten by a turtle? And if you did, does it hurt? I have been bitten by turtles sometimes. Um, when you work with any animal, there's always a risk that the animal might bite you um, because it's, it's scared. Um, so we try to avoid that as much as possible. Um, of the three turtles that we have, only the short-necked turtle is often willing to bite um, in, when we work with them. Uh, and when, when it bites, it does hurt a little bit, but it's like a, a pinch. Um, they usually don't break the skin or do any kind of real damage. Um, the short, or sorry, the long neck turtles and the broad shell turtles, they never bite. But what they do sometimes is they claw you. So they have these big long claws on their feet. And when you pick them up and are holding them like we do when we're doing our research, sometimes they're just trying to get away and they scratch your arms. Uh, and that hurts a little bit. But again, it doesn't cause any kind of long-term damage. So um, if you just see a turtle, they're never going to hurt you. Um, you know, if you just see one out in the wild somewhere. So you don't have anything to worry about from them. I want to thank Josh, Ted, Rosie, and Sophie for your very interesting questions. I hope that they helped you learn something about turtles today. Uh, and thank you to Amy for allowing me this opportunity. To send us your questions for future episodes, contact us at amychan.com. We also ask that you please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes of Kids Pod. And to help other people find us and spread the word, we would love it if you could give Kids Pod a five-star rating and share our link with your friends. Kids Pod was created by Amy Chan on Wiradjuri Land. Intro by Nikki Strauss. Cover art by Glenn Strauss. If you enjoyed this episode of Kids Pod, you might also enjoy listening to episode 125 on dung beetles with Dr. Catherine Ebert. Special thanks to Dr. James Van Dyke, Josh, Ted, Rosie, Sophie, and the Aubrey Wodonga Sustainable Living Festival. This is Jasmine Poulton. Thanks for listening. KidsPod listeners, did you know that the creator of KidsPod, Amy Chan, is also a children's book author? Her latest book, The Happy Mask, is all about what it's like to be a kid living in a world surrounded by masks. It's a really gentle book that's great to read with your parents, friends and teachers. You can find out all about The Happy Mask and other books by Amy Chan at amychan.com. Or you can order all her books from your local bookstore. And don't forget, books make fun presents for your cousins, siblings, and friends. From all of us here at KidsPod, thank you.